I'm not the one who's so far away when I feel the snake bite enter my veins. Never did I want to be here again, and I don't remember why I came. Ugh! Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. You're listening to Off-Brand Horror. I'm Casey Becker. And I'm Ghostface. I thought thought you were going to say the line. (laughs) What line? What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? Uh. (laughs) Ah. How was the audio on that one? Mm. Was it better or worse than the Michael Myers mask? I feel like that one was better. A little better? Mm-hmm. Not as muffled. About dropped that. Alrighty. Well, uh, we are six days away from Halloween, folks. It is right around the corner. Right around the corner. It is coming up quick. God, it, it went by fast this year. I know. Man. Um, That's what happens when you get older. It just yeah. flies on by. Flies by, flies by. Well, we are dressed up as uh, Ghostface and uh, Casey Becker from the first Scream. Um, you guys probably remember we posted the pictures uh, on the um, Was There a Real Michael Myers episode. And uh, since it's, you know, so close to Halloween, we wanted to dress up again as what may be my favorite horror movie. Um and today we are talking about horror movies. Isn't that right, Kristen? Mm-hmm. Specifically, cursed horror movies or <sighs> cursed production of those horror movies. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to hear them? We are going to start with the Poltergeist Trilogy, which is oh, probably yeah. the most famously cursed yeah. uh, movie set. I remember hearing about that, but I don't remember exactly <clears throat> how they're cursed. So. Mm. Well, for those of you who don't know, The Poltergeist is about a family that is living in a house haunted by a poltergeist, and the youngest child can communicate with them like through the TV or white noise. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much like real ghost hunters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of people attribute this uh, curse to the fact that Steven Spielberg decided to use real human skeletons as props for one of the scenes, which is crazy. That's kind of messed up. Um, so he claimed it was cheaper than having fake ones made, uh, which sounds... I don't know. How do you get human skeletons? I should have looked into that. Yeah. What the heck? Wait, I don't know if they even have the answers, um, but... It seems weird to be able to procure human skeletons, but not fake ones. Yeah, like how did you, yeah. He must have had a hookup or something. Yeah, he freaking knew a serial killer. Oh, no. <laughs> Heather O'Rourke, the little girl who talked to the spirits of the TV, uh, died at only the age of 12. Wow. Of what? cardiac arrest and septic shock at um, just a few months before the release of the third movie. 
and then uh, two of the other cast members were murdered. Wow. So, like the cat, like the reason why this is one of the most famously cursed is because it seems like a lot of the cast members like died of untimely deaths. Uh-huh. Uh, the older daughter in the first film uh, was attacked and killed by her ex a few months after the first film's release. And then Lou Perryman, years uh, later, was murdered by a recently re- uh, released ex-convict. Wow. And Julian Beck, who starred as Kane in the second Poltergeist, died of stomach cancer a few months before the movie was released to theaters. And, like, they're all, like, passing around the time of the release of so, their yeah, movies. a lot of deaths surrounding it yeah. and also right at the same time. Except for... Um, Lou Perryman, he uh, was, you know, murdered in 2009, which was really far after the movie's release, but people kind of, like, added in there to the curse. Yeah. Because it was a weird death as well. Yeah. And then Will Sampson died a year after the second film was released from malnutrition and post-operative kidney failure. So our second one is going to be The Conjuring. The Conjuring? Yes, the first one. Okay. Uh, which is a movie based on the real-life events of the Perrin family who moved into a haunted house. Uh, Many of the actors, even the Perrins themselves, had some seemingly supernatural things happen to them during the filming of this movie. So Vera Farmiga, the actress who portrayed Lorraine Warren, started having experience before the film even started. One day, while on her laptop, she received a call about casting and her interest in being in the movie. She closed her laptop while on the call, and when it was over, she opened it back up, only to see what looked like three claw marks across the screen. So, like, it wasn't, like, dug in claw marks. She said it was, like, digital, so I guess the screen got messed up or pixelated or something. Mm. There was, like, three, like, slashes across the screen. Yeah, like the LCD broke. Yeah, and that was right after she got off of a call for... Uh, planning to be in the movie and even stranger later later during the filming of the movie three claw marks appeared on her thigh she would also frequently wake up during the witching hour during the filming Mm. and it's kind of like reminiscent of what actually happened in the movie how the mother would wake up with bruises and not know where they came from that was the first one right yeah yeah, that is very reminiscent of that. So it's like the things that were happening to the family were happening to the cast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And Vera was not the only cast member to have marks appear on her body. Joey King, the actress who played Christine, one of the parent children, ended up with strange bruises after a couple of weeks of shooting even though she was not allowed to perform any stunts, so she was not involved with anything that would cause the bruising. So they're all, like, experiencing what, like, the mother in the movie experienced. And our last movie, The Omen. So uh, that is a movie where the couple adopts a child who ends up being the Antichrist. Yeah. After helping create special effects for The Omen, John Richardson began work on uh, his next movie. He was on location in Holland with his special effects artist Liz Moore. They were driving down a seemingly empty road one night and hit another car head-on. Richardson was knocked unconscious, but Moore was decapitated when one of the front wheels tore through the floor and hit her. Mm. 
When Richardson came to, he noted the accident was eerily similar to a decapitation scene he had designed for the omen. He also claims he saw a road sign off to one side of the accident that stated the town of Omen was 66.6 kilometers away. <laughs> that seems like a bad sign. Yeah. I would have felt bad for working on that movie after that happened. Like, <laughs> he, like I cursed myself or yeah. something. Yeah. God, no. God, no. An animal trainer was hired for a scene in the movie containing baboons who violently react to the presence of Damien, the demon child of the movie. The day after filming the scene, the trainer was killed after being mauled by a tiger. Oh, I thought you were going to say by a monkey. Ooh. But, uh... I bet a monkey would be worse. I feel like it'd be more drawn out than if a tiger got you. Like, uh, like that scene from Nope. Oh, that was so hard to watch. I'm not going to lie. The monkey scenes in that one. Yeah. If anyone has only seen the trailers for Nope and hasn't seen it, they're probably like, monkey? (laughs) Isn't that an alien movie? (laughs) All right. So um, three of the crew members on three separate occasions were flying on a plane that was struck by lightning during the filming, almost causing one of the planes to crash. I think the person who even wrote it said that this movie was cursed and shouldn't be made or whatever. <laughs> and then they made it, and then, like, all this weird stuff starts happening. How much of that do you think is movie hype, though? Yeah, I was also thinking that. I was like, I bet some of this is just overblown marketing. or, like, marketing hype. Yeah, like, you know, recently the Smile movie came out. And did you see, like, some of the marketing they did for that movie? Mm-mm. Uh, they, had, they hired these actors to go to like baseball games and stuff and they'd be in the crowd and they like were right behind like uh where the camera would be facing and they just were like oh my gosh with a big freaking creepy smile and then they also had a couple of them standing like in the uh behind the the windows where they do like good morning america or something and they were just standing there Mm. doing the creepy smiles and so they were trying to get that to go viral yeah and then like yeah it was all the marketing thing for uh, for Smile. Oh, that's... You know, I kind of like the creative marketing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that type of marketing, yeah. too. I mean, it's pro- it was probably marketing uh, back when we had all the clown incidents. Oh, yeah. Because that was right around the time It came out. Uh-huh, it was like the year before or something, right? Yeah, and like there were clowns being being spotted everywhere trying to lure people They were making into sure the people were scared of clowns again oh, so yeah. that the movie would really be a hit. Yep. <laughs> Luring kids into the woods and uh, all kinds of standing on the creepy side of the road. sightings. Standing on the side of the roads with balloons and stuff like that and then It was the very next year, the remake of It. So. Honestly, I would be scared to be one of those clowns doing the marketing because, you Don't know. get yourself shot. Yeah, like <laughs> especially if it's in the woods or like by a park or something someone's gonna get upset and like maybe try to attack you (laughs) one of the omens most memorable scenes involves the father trying to escape a cemetery while being attacked by a group of dogs several trained rottweilers were utilized for the film and were instructed to attack a stuntman the stuntman was enclosed in a layer of protective padding and the dogs were set loose for reasons unknown, the dogs began really attacking the stuntman and were so vicious, their teeth went through the stuntman's protective gear. They even ignored their trainer when ordered to stop. Luckily, the stuntman survived. So I wonder if 
Well, first of all, that seems scary. Like, getting attacked by dogs and yeah. not stopping. And it was supposed to be a safe environment. Yeah. But, um... I think, when was this movie made? Like, in the 60s or 70s? I wonder how well, like, animal training was actually, like, yeah. taken back then. Yeah. yeah, they weren't too good with animals back then. I mean, they killed a real snake on the set of Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Like, for no good reason, too. Yeah, just free. And didn't even tell, like, the owner of the snake. Yeah, that's sad. And then they just chopped it. If y'all don't know that story, they they there's a scene on Friday the 13th where there's, like, they find a snake under the bed and it's like slithering by and they like chop its head off. That was an actual snake that they chopped the head off. Didn't even tell the owner of the snake. And like said, so like the owner is like lending them the snake for the movie and then freaking just witnesses them kill their pet. <laughs> so that's wild that they did that without even letting the person know like, hey, this freaking is our plan. Wild. Yeah. Insane. And I think they used to actually trip horses, too. Wow. And so that would result in horses having to be put down if their legs got broken. Yeah. The movie industry has not really been great to animals. Animals, no, Mm -hmm. not at all. We found that it was fitting for uh, Halloween to talk about horror movies. We hope that you have watched plenty up to this point, and you still have some time. Six days away, watch some more horror movies. Uh, A recommendation I would give, if you haven't seen it yet, is Barbarian. I think that's been my favorite recent horror movie that I've watched. Yes, I think they advertised it perfectly. Mm-hmm. They didn't give anything away in those ads. Yeah. And yeah, it was good. It was a good movie. And it's from, uh, if you guys know who Whitest Kids You Know are, the sketch comedy <laughs> group. Uh, it's, it's Zach who directed and wrote that movie. So that's pretty cool. The guy with a gallon of PCP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why that's... A whole what... gallon. <laughs> I remember him and not seen the most. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember him most as playing Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, that was another one. Now you f***ed up. <laughs> you have f***ed up now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Barbarian is, is, I'd say, the best recent horror movie that we've seen but tell us what your favorite horror movie is in the comments let us know what your favorite movie is and let us know if you know of any movies that also had cursed sets or creepy things that happened on set um but yeah uh we're gonna go ahead and take a short commercial break and we will be right back with more off-brand horror you've taken a pregnancy test And the results show that you are indeed pregnant. But with the state of the world today, and knowing that it would be your luck to birth the Antichrist, you just want to be sure. Introducing the O-Man Pregnancy Test. It works just like a normal pregnancy test, but it will let you know if your baby is the Antichrist or any other type of demonic being. One line means you're in the clear. The number 666 magically forming on the test, however, may mean you're about to start the apocalypse. Congratulations! You ruined all of our lives. For a limited time only, every O-Man pregnancy test will come with a special O-Man condom. So the next time that your man decides to release the beast, you can practice safe sex sex sex. That's right, catch that demon semen before it ever does the devil's work with the O-Man condom. And just in case, have the O-Man pregnancy test on hand. Oh man, it's a play on Omen if you haven't figured it out by now. You know, the movie about the Antichrist, whatever. How do you turn this thing off? Crystal, is that you? Hi, Crowley. 
What are you summoning me for? Why are you hanging out with this... human? Look, we don't have much time. We've been abducted by the smiling man. Is he one of yours? No, I always assumed he was one of yours. Due to the smile thing, you know. No, he's not. He's abducted me and we're stuck here. We don't know what his plan is, but I was hoping to make a deal with you to get us out. <laughs> Crystal, you know what I require for a deal. And you don't have a soul. But he does. I thought gingers didn't have souls. You see what I mean about humans, Crystal? With their stupid senses of humor. Yes, you have a soul, boy. Everyone has a soul unless they make a deal with me. Crystal, you were powerful enough to escape purgatory. You know that's where you are? Yes. You have the power to leave. You know that. Why are you... I see. You've grown a soft spot for this human over here, haven't you? And you know that you could leave, but he'd still be stuck. Does he know what you are? <laughs> Very well. Stand up, boy! be entering the location you were abducted from. Alright, welcome back to Off-Brand Horror. Um, so, I was going to uh, tell the real story, the quote-unquote real, well, I was going to tell the inspiration behind uh, the first Scream movie and uh, decided not to just because it's it's so disgusting and gruesome what this serial killer did it's it's this killer and i would say loosely based yeah because i was under the impression that scream was mostly like it was also a serious like horror film but like a parody of that's what made scream the slashers of the time that it was like yeah they they were aware of what they were doing and the characters talked about other horror movies and stuff like that and so yeah um very loosely based around the psychopath that I'm like, i was like yeah i don't really want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame you i was a little uncomfortable on talking about some of the deaths on the cursed films I was like uh, i feel kind of i don't know it feels exploitative i guess yeah. of their yeah. death um but uh, what I am going to do is talk a little bit about uh, the history of Halloween. Um, but before we do that, I, I do just want to touch base on Cool Josh and Crystal Weathers. Um, we're still checking in on that live feed that we have of them. Uh, if we have anything, we'll be editing into the episode. Um, that's all. We're, we're, try, we're trying to, to hope for the best. 
and uh, just just do this. There, this is uh, six days away from Halloween, and so we're trying to just get on through this and have ourselves an okay time while hoping for the best with them. So, um, so I figured the way I wanted to do this was a little different uh, talking about these because this is a different kind of episode than what we've done. Usually, we like to tell spooky stories like campfire stories or real life stories that kind of give you the creeps and uh took kind of a different direction with this episode hopefully you guys still like it uh talking about just facts about these horror movies figure we change it up for the season yeah dude switch it up a little bit and um you know we'll we'll get back to telling spooky stories we promise this is just we wanted to try something a little bit different and uh, even more different here is I am going to quiz Kristen here on on Halloween. Oh! And if you get the answer correct, you get a piece of candy. Oh, that's why you brought them in here. <laughs> Exciting! And if you get it wrong, you do not get any candy. So, hopefully I know some Halloween facts. Everyone try to follow along. Answer at home too. <laughs> Which is older? Halloween or Christianity? All right. So, Halloween is based on like pagan traditions, I think. So, I'm going to say Halloween. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. Here's yourself a Reese's Pieces. Reese's peanut butter cup there. The holiday dates back more than 2,000 years. Halloween is even older than Christianity itself. It all started as a pre-Christian Celtic festival called Samhain. <laughs> uh, which is, if you've ever seen the word, Samhain is the way you would think it's pronounced. That's how I always thought That's it was That's how pronounced. I always heard it, too, and <laughs> yeah, I recently found people, out yeah. it was pronounced Samhain. Or Samhain. Not Samhain. Samhain. Uh, which means summer's end. Hmm. Uh, it was held around the 1st of November. The feast recognized the last day of the fall harvest and spirits crossing over since they believed the veil between the living and spirit world grew thinnest at that time. People in Ireland, the United Kingdom, and northern France used to ward off ghosts by lighting sacrificial bonfires and, you guessed it, wearing costumes to trick the spirits. According to History.com. To trick the spirits. Trick the spirits. And uh, leaving you alone. Scare them away. We're one of you. We are one of you. Take a look at and us. And I was like, so are the, uh, so I was thinking, were the costumes so they would blend in with the spirits or to like scare the spirits, which seems weird to like want to scare spirits. <laughs> Get on away from it now. But yeah, uh, also, yeah, their their new year was actually November. They they counted, you know, instead of January like we do, mm. they were like, you know, October 31st was the last day of the year and then happy new year, November 1st. Happy Halloween. Second question, true or false? Trick-or-treating has existed since medieval times. Mm. False? Sorry, the answer is true. You get no candy. Uh -uh. 
You get no candy for that one. Man. Uh, taking candy from strangers on one night a year and one night only isn't a new tradition. Back then, it was known as guising in Scotland and Ireland. Young people dressed up in costumes and went door to door looking for food or money in exchange for songs, poems, or other tricks they performed. Oh, that's cute. Today, the tradition has morphed into children... Uh, getting dressed up and asking for candy. Hardly anyone performs for their candy these days, but a simple thank you would go a long way. I'm yeah, a... I feel like that might be a little awkward if the kids were trying to perform. I'm going to demand a performance back. <laughs> let's go ahead and let's see that trick first now. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, hey, hey. <laughs> like, it'd be cute, like, for one or two, but then, like, every single group that came by had to, like, dance or sing yeah. or something. I was like, all right, just take your candy. Just, <laughs> let's just say trick or treat. Question number three for you. True or false? Bobbing for apples is not an original Halloween tradition, but eventually found its way to Halloween parties in American culture. Oh, these questions are hard. <laughs> you know I had to had to do you good. What was the what was the question again? Sorry, like what was true or false? If it was American bobbing, or bobbing for apples is not a Halloween tradition. True. That is false. Gosh. <laughs> Bobbing for apples is a Halloween tradition. <laughs> Happens around Halloween. Um, matter of fact, a couple more uh, facts about bobbing for apples. Uh, <laughs> during the 18th century, single ladies devised Halloween single ladies? devised Halloween traditions that were supposed to help them find their romantic match. According to History.com, women used to throw apple peels over their shoulder, hoping to see their future husband's initials in the pattern when they landed. Uh, when they bobbed for apples at parties, the winner would supposedly marry first. And most spookily, they even used to stand in a dark room holding a candle in front of a mirror to look for their future husband's face to appear in the glass. Jeez. <laughs> Freaking psycho. I mean, like, we did, like, I guess similar stuff as kids, like the little, like, games we would play, but that seems, like, cultish. Yeah. <laughs> Like bloody Mary, but freaking bloody husband. Bloody husband. Bobbing for apples. Yeah. I, to see who got married yeah. first. Yeah, and you didn't know that was a Halloween tradition? Well, I figured maybe it was a more recent one. Because mm. you said, is it like a... Yeah, I threw that in there. Because <laughs> like, I I put these, I read these facts from this article, and then I, I devised the questions. Mm. So a little tricker. <laughs> All righty. Um... Trickster. Trickster. <laughs> Trickster or treater. Um, Halloween is the second largest commercial holiday in the country. I feel like that is true because didn't they say like people are starting to decorate more for Halloween now? Like it's becoming a lot more popular. Is that your final answer? Don't <laughs> you try to trick me into telling you anything? Commercial? All right. So Christmas is obviously like the biggest commercial one. Um, yeah, I'm going to go and say true. Stop looking at me like Just give me the answer. Ding, 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 ding. Give me you an almond joy. You are correct. You got yourself an almond joy there. <laughs> 
So Halloween is the second largest commercial holiday in the country. It ranks second only after Christmas. Consumers spent approximately $9 billion on Halloween in 2019, according to the National Retail Federation. Spending was down a bit in 2020 because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, why even note it? We all know. (laughs) (laughs) But Americans still forked over $8 billion overall. Or an average of $92 per person. All right. The movie... Hocus Pocus, which we watched very recently, almost starred Leonardo DiCaprio. I can see him as Binks, but um, starred, oh, maybe as like the kid who lit the candle. (laughs) Uh, I did read, uh, didn't Christian Bale recently say, uh, People only get roles because Leonardo turns them, turns them down. So maybe that was a sign to say true. That's <laughs> probably false, though, isn't it? Is that your final answer? That seems like a weird one to bring up, so I'm going to say true. Ding, 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 ding. Got yourself Kit Kat. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So yeah, everyone's Halloween fave nearly didn't turn into the icon it is today. The original title, uh, Disney's Halloween House. Halloween House? What a worse name. Had a much darker and scarier script. Ooh, interesting though. Not only that, but Leonardo DiCaprio was courted to play teenage heartthrob Max Dennison. Teenage heart? He was always the teenage heartthrob. But he turned it down to appear in What's Eating Gilbert Grape instead. Wow, what a difference in the character. <laughs> right. <laughs> On the topic of Hocus Pocus, Sarah Jessica Parker practices witchcraft in real life. True or false? False. Is that your final answer? No, it's true. Is that your final answer? Yes. Which one are you going with? I'm going with true. It is false. God dang, I should have went with my gut. Mm-hmm. Show enough. She didn't strike me as the type. However, there is an interesting fact here. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, I thought you had to bring it up for some reason. I was like, well, maybe I should say true. Who plays a witch <laughs> who was executed during the Salem witch trials. While researching her family history for the show, Who Do You Think You Are? Parker was shocked to discover that her 10th great-grandmother, Esther Elwell, was arrested in Salem in the late 1600s for committing sundry acts of witchcraft and choking a neighbor to death. Mm. Esther's case never went to court. She escaped with her life, and the accusation ended the Salem witch trials. Her accusation ended the trials? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Parker said, it has changed everything about who I thought I was. I wish I knew more about my family history. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is the top Halloween candy? This is multiple choice. What is the top Halloween candy? Is it A, Skittles, B, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, C, Snickers, or D, M&M's? Oh, that's hard. I'm going to go and cross out Snickers. I feel, I don't know, like, 
faces might be deceptive because it's like orange and brown, which is kind of like a Halloween <laughs> color, so it makes it seem like it would be a Halloween candy. Uh, M&M's and Skittles, though, seem like a go-to. Like, those are... I'm going to go with Reese's. Is that your final answer? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The answer is A, Skittles. I knew it was going to be fruity ones. Isn't that wild? That's weird because, like, I don't know, like, I Halloween seems to be, like, chocolate is, yeah, like, the main thing. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected it. But uh, the bite-sized fruit candies outranked M&M's, Snickers, and Reese's Cups, according to 11 years of sales data from CandyStore.com. So adults are buying the Skittles, like... <laughs> And even though candy corn made the top 10, the tri-colored treats also ranked uh, among the worst Halloween candies, according to CandyStore.com's survey. No wonder Halloween night candy trades can get so heated. All right, and we have one more question for you. I'm sitting on this sleeve. We have one more question for you. You got one, two, three out of... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, I'm doing bad. Right. You got three out of seven. <sighs> All right. So if I get this next one, I'll at least have 50 here. So can we get four out of seven? You ask some of these questions deceptively. <laughs> All right. Your final question is, did Houdini die on Halloween? I honestly have no idea. No, I'm going to say false. I feel like that would have been... <laughs> I'm going to say false. We probably just rumored that it died on Halloween. Is that your final answer? Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, that's my final answer. Ew. Harry Houdini died on Halloween in 1926. Man, I feel like that would have been... Within the magic community, it is. No, like... I've heard a lot about his death, mm -hmm. you know, because it was... Like when he got punched in the stomach or something? Yes. The famous magician, illusionist, and entertainer died from... <laughs> Why wasn't that part more like brought up, I guess? <laughs> uh, he died from a ruptured appendix, according to biography.com. Uh, however, as befits a man of mystery, multiple contradicting reports did surface at the time. Some say a band of angry spiritualists poisoned him. Others that it was a student punching him in the stomach with his permission that caused his appendix to burst. But the most popular theory is that uh, one of the tricks that Houdini did do is he said that he could take a punch from any man, which you see magicians today do that type of thing too. David Blaine got a Kimbo Slice to punch him in the stomach uh, as hard as he could. Uh, Chris Angel's gotten like MMA guys to punch him in the stomach or kick him in the stomach or something hard as he could. Uh, Houdini was like one of the first ones to do that, obviously. And he, he would he would flex before he took the punch. And it was like a, it wasn't a magic trick. It was performance, you know, because magicians often do like endurance uh, stunts and then also the illusion side. 
and uh, some guy saw Houdini walking down the street and was like, uh, hey, any guy can punch you, right? And just punched him in the stomach, ruptured his appendix, and he died. Oh, I'd be mad. Yeah. It's like, hey, moron. <laughs> I got to prepare for it, you freaking idiot. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought that it was appropriate uh, to end on that question about Harry Houdini dying on Halloween because ironically, if I'm using ironically right, coincidentally, I should say, I started doing magic on Halloween many, 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 many years ago. I can't even remember what year. Yeah, I think coincident would be the better word to use. Yeah, coincidentally, I started doing magic on Halloween. I was watching a Chris Angel Halloween special uh, when I was in junior high, and he he taught a trick on that episode. How to make a toothpick disappear. Has it on his thumb. Snaps his fingers, it disappears. Plucks it back from thin air. He taught that trick. I practiced that trick. And I showed everybody. And then... And you fell in love. The rest was history. And then, of course, I fell off and stopped doing it. Just like everything else in my life. Uh, just like this off-brand horror will probably one day, you know, crash and burn because... We could- <laughs> <laughs> Terraform podcast, opera and horror, it all comes to an end. Um, <laughs> but since it is Halloween, the Halloween season, uh, we're talking about Houdini. I've talked about being a magician once, maybe before an opera and horror, a couple times on Terraform podcast. I'm finally going to do a magic trick right here on camera or attempt one. I haven't done one in freaking forever. Um, audio listeners, we will explain what's happening. And then, of course, you can always go over to YouTube, and we have the chapters listed in the description, so you don't have to watch the whole thing. You just click on that part if you want to see the trick. I'm going to attempt that right after this final commercial break. Imagine you're laying in bed, drifting off. Your foot slips from under the blanket and hangs slightly off the bed. Then all of a sudden, you feel something grab your foot. You scream bloody murder. Your family runs to check on you. You ask them to check under your bed. They do, and there's nothing there. They tell you to stop being so cliche. What is there, a monster under your bed? You're imagining things. Go to bed. No one believes you, but we do. Call us at 858-215-4455 and tell us about your monster under the bed experiences. We will listen to it, research it, and reveal our findings on off-brand horror. You can also text us at that same number, 858-215-4455, and tell us your story that way. We will tell your story to the world. We'll talk to you soon. Keep that camera on for me. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't remember, my name is Howard Blakely. All right. Now, Josh and Kristen told me, just do your job. After what I talked about last week, just do your job. No one wants to hear none of that extra crap. It ain't crap. It ain't crap what I'm preaching here, all right? I want you to listen to me. Some of you wrote into the show saying you had a problem with something that I said. I said I am the light of the world last week. Now, some of y'all said, (laughs) you can't say that. That's what Jesus said. You ain't no Jesus. 
Well, look here, beloved. I am a little God. I have his name. I am one with him. I'm in a covenant relationship. I am a little God, so critics be gone. You are anything that he is, and you best believe it. I believe it, and I believe you, even when no one else will. We'll see you next week. All right, guys, welcome back to Off Brand Horror. I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying the show so far. Sorry we didn't have a weather break for obvious reasons. Crystal is still missing. Um, but I did promise a magic trick, and that's what I'm going to do. Uh, any audio listeners, um, we have chapters on YouTube, so you can uh, go there to see it. But we'll try to explain what's going on as well. Um, so I have a deck of cards here, and I'm going to get Kristen here to just pull out any one of those cards you want. That one there. Okay. Go ahead. Take it out. Take it on out. And you can, uh, I'll close my eyes. Just show the cameras. And then let me know when you're finished and I can open my eyes again. Done. All right. Go ahead and just put it on top of the deck there and I'm going to cut it into the middle. No funny business. Bam. Middle deck here. Okay. Think about your card. And I'm going to take the deck and I'm going to lean it... I guess right on where, where our uh, countdown to Halloween is and just uh, look at this deck think about your card okay think 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 think, think. can you see the deck okay good enough ooh a card is slowly peeking out on its own from the deck And Kristen, what is your card? Can I pull it? Uh, oh, it's the Six of Hearts. The Six of Hearts. Now, the front camera probably saw that before you even did. Ooh. Is that it right there? The Six of Hearts. Audio listeners, the Six of Hearts has risen from the center of the deck on its own. No strings attached. Check it out. No strings, right? Nothing, nothing on my hands. Nothing. No strings Nothing. here, no strings here. I'm sure you can watch back in the playback. I wasn't even hovering above it and moving my hand up. Nothing. That took almost all my energy. Oh, boy, I got it's the... It's been so long since I've done magic. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, man. Uh, all right, that was horrible. No, you told um, That was good. <laughs> I haven't done magic in forever, but hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, using a little witchcraft on our Halloween. Yeah, I was trying. I was honestly trying to uh, think about the uh, chant that they do on Hocus Pocus. Angel March. <laughs> oh, is it? It's a Tamalica. Yeah, it's a Tamalica. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of that. It's a Tamalica, Tamalica, Mister Curse. Rise up from the deck. It's a Mataka. Oh my God! You should have did that. <laughs> Come on up. What the heck? It's a Tamalica. Now look at the. Oh man. All right, well, uh, 
Well, we appreciate you guys uh, listening and staying with us for this long. Uh, hopefully you guys liked a little bit of a new format here. Um, again, we will uh, just trying to switch it up, keep it fresh. Have a little fun. Have, have a little fun. fun. And we have a um, an announcement to make right now, guys. Special announcement. So if you've made it this far in the episode, <laughs> congratulations. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for sticking around. But we have an announcement. As you know, Halloween is six days away. We release episodes usually on Tuesdays, right? So Tuesday would be the day after Halloween. You think we're going to not release an episode on Halloween? You kidding me? Monday, special version, special edition of Off-Brand Horror on Monday, Halloween. It is a very, very special episode because we have our very first guest on Off-Brand Horror, our good friend, Albert. Now, Albert, if you don't remember... Albie. Albie. If you don't remember old Albie, uh, you should remember from the Alien episode... Um, I talked about seeing a UFO with Albert. Albert does not recall that at all. So uh, I'm going to confront him with that um, immediately to open the episode. Um, I'm going to bring that up, see if he he can uh, admit that he's just messing with me or see if he actually can't remember that at all. And then we have a whole bunch of stuff planned. Uh, We've got more uh, trivia like what we just did except with Albert and uh, we've got spooky stories throughout the episode we've got reaction videos we've got all kinds of plans for Halloween we want to make it very very special so we will see you October 31st Halloween <laughs> bye the store I guess this is it. I appreciate you keeping me sane. Um, I guess I'll see you at work, maybe. Bye, Crowley. Bye, Crystal. Crowley, will you please release the rest of the captives too? Crystal? Hello, Josh. Kristen? What's going on? Did did you escape? Where's the smiley man? Okay, Josh. It's all okay now. Cool Josh and I are out of his clutches. I also found your friend who was abducted, and she's back home now as well. Oh. Well, good, I guess. Uh, I, I guess we get to all have a happy Halloween after all. I'll see you next week, Josh. See you, Crystal.
And just like that, the smiling man lost every victim he was abducting for whatever sick plan he had ready for Halloween night. But it's not Halloween yet. With the smiling man starting from square one, the new mysteries unfolding about Crystal Weather's origins, the crossroads demon known as Crowley constantly looking for new souls, we here at Off-Brand Horror can only warn you to continue locking your doors. Check your trick-or-treaters for black eyes, beware the smiling man, and have a happy 